so let me tell you the agenda of today's webinar what we'll be covering today what we'll be doing guys uh, we will be looking into metasploit framework a very famous framework that uh, we use in pen testers and uh, in red team also we use these uh, this framework and a very useful framework basically then we will be solving a challenge the challenge is uh, we have a vulnerable machine right uh, so we will be looking into that how we will how to solve that challenge and what are the uh, what is the approach that we will follow and what steps do we follow while uh, solving a machine and how do we start and then we will be using the metasploit framework for exploiting it right first we will see that uh, what vulnerabilities are there that can be exploited without the use of any without the use of metasploit framework and then we will be moving on to using the metasploit framework right so let's start right now the first thing that arrives is metasploit framework now what is metasploit framework guys so guys metasploit is the leading framework right and it is used by every pen tester right or every person who does the assessments vulnerability assessments or pen testings right so uh, who created this metasploit framework so rapid 7 created this metasploit framework they are like they also own some vulnerability scanners like we have nexpose so nexpose was also created by rapid 7 so that metasploit framework is also created by rapid 7 right now the first thing in metasploit framework what we have we have a different things so metasploit framework is based on ruby language right so ruby is a programming language that uh, programming and scripting both so you can do scripting on that as well so it's created on ruby correct now the thing is how metasploit framework looks like from inside so it looks something like this this is the architecture of metasploit framework right now in metasploit framework what you can do what are all the things what uh, what things you can use when to use all those things some things we will be covering like we have some time frame so we will be covering some things we'll be looking into some things that what we can do with that metasploit framework so let me quickly start the metasploit framework in my linux and the best way to start a metasploit framework now what i say is before starting msf console or before starting the metasploit framework we have to start a service so we have to start postgresql now i'm not saying that uh, without starting postgresql or postgres uh, metasploit will not work it will work but if you will start postgres before starting metasploit framework it will work fine or it will find out uh, the exploits for you more easily and it will work faster basically right the best way to start metasploit framework is by starting the command uh, with the command msf console and it will take you inside the metasploit framework right okay now we are inside metasploit framework yeah there are other ways as well by which you can start the metasploit framework so whenever you are using metasploit framework it's suggested to use the distributions like kali linux or parrot right like offensive kind of distributions of linux right 
now the thing is we can also start at by this like you can see it's some written metasploit framework over here right it's asking me for password so it's starting the database and it says the database appears to be already configured skipping initialization and this is how you can start the metasploit framework right great now the best command you can use in metasploit framework is help can you see lots of things so if you feel that you're lost you're a bit you're feeling a bit lost so you can use this command to find out what things are there what things you can use with the metasploit framework and you can see lots of options and lots of commands are there okay so all these are the options that we can use with the metasploit framework so we will use some of the options and we will look into that how it looks like right now the thing is that when we are into metasploit framework so what things are there so i showed you one thing this right now can you see at the bottom what we are seeing the ui can you see guys at the very bottom we can see it's written msf ui the user interface and user interface it's console cli web ui so web ui you will get in which version you have to download the community version right the gui gui is same armitage so armitage is what armitage is the gui version of your metasploit framework right great now we have uh, the core right so the core is there the msf core the base is there right lots of framework plugins are there so these are the plugins right so we have lots of things now let's see what things we have so we have data store event dispatcher session manager the framework lots of interesting things right so if you don't know about these things that's absolutely okay you don't have to go in depth like that right so you just have to know what are the modules that we have right what modules we can use in the metasploit framework so if you noticed guys here my screen when i started this metasploit framework so there were some modules written right you might have noticed this thing uh the payloads right the exploits lots of things yeah these things now what are these first thing is exploit just understand exploit what is the meaning of exploit exploit means taking advantage of an vulnerability right so taking advantage of a vulnerability is called an exploit right so exploits that you can see like it was written uh 21196 exploits so those are 2196 codes that will take the advantage of different vulnerabilities 
right those are not vulnerabilities but those are the uh, the codes that will take the advantage of the vulnerabilities right so that is the meaning of exploits if there is a loophole you are just taking advantage of a loophole in that right vulnerability means a loophole now if you found that there is some software bug right or there is some port open let's say there is a port that is listening for connections right let's say port number 4444 right so this is what this port is listening for connections and it is listening for connections that's okay we uh, we want connections but in this what is there there is a vulnerability that there is no authentication no username and password is it is asking right so this is one weakness now what my exploit will do my exploit will directly connect to this port and this means the taking the advantage of a vulnerability great now do we have uh, only exploits or exploits do, do also have subcategories okay so when we are talking about active exploits guys active exploits will exploit a specific host and it will run until completion and then it will exit right and you can also do what you can force an active exploit to the background right so if your exploit is running and you want to do something else as well so you can put that exploit in the background that uh, just you can uh, write the command so for exploiting we write the command exploit right uh, so we will write exploit and hyphen j and it will put that in the background right now like let's say we are doing brute forcing right we are uh, cracking a password we are doing brute force attack right so for that what will happen brute force will run then it will exit when the shell will open right so that is what that is active exploit we can do the modification of messages when we are doing the active uh, attacks or active exploits and in passive the information that you are sending or that you have filled it will remain unchanged so confidentiality integrity and availability active attack will always or maximum of times will attack this integrity and availability of the system it will cause damage to the integrity and availability of the system but passive attacks will do what it will attack the confidentiality right clear so that is your active and passive exploit web browsers ftp clients correct so it will always focus on the like ftp clients if it's asking if my machine is listening for connections right so it will wait for the connection right now passive exploits that we have we can also use these passive exploits with email exploits we can do like uh, we can wait for connections right so we have what like we have two types of shell connections we have bind shell we have reverse shell let's say we have two systems right uh, let me write somewhere here 
right i have this one device this is my device attacker's device right this is the victim device right now victim is let's say uh, you guys use bluetooth or uh, wi-fi hotspots right yeah you guys use that whenever you uh, start your bluetooth or open your bluetooth of your mobile phone it starts looking for connection right either it's looking to connect to someone or or it wants someone to connect to itself right now in that let's say there is port one two three four right victim is listening on port number one two three four it's listening for connections so what attackers machine will do attackers machine will directly connect to it or port number one two three four right this is called bind shell there was some port open it was listening right so do you guys understand when i say port is open and it is listening correct so port is used by some service right some service is using that port that this means that port is listening right it's on listening mode now when we are talking that attackers machine is directly connecting to the victim's machine on some port that port the port that was listening on, on listening mode right so that is what that is your bind shell but let's say if port is open but no service is running on that or port is closed then what you will do right you still want some things that will help you in doing these things right so what you will do what being an attacker you will do attacker will basically listen so attacker will start listening on some port let's say again one two three four so attacker is listening on the port and now victim is connecting to the attacker bind shell is victim is listening on any port right and attacker is directly connecting to it right so like you can say uh, where remote connections are established right so attacker does what uh, it attacker just starts a service on the target computer and connects to it like that right or some service is running on the target and it's just attacker uh, attacker using its own machine it's connecting to it right in reverse shell reverse connection happens we also name it it's called reverse shell but it is also called connect back right in reverse shell attacker has a listener running on his machine and the targets connects to the attacker with the shell right in bind shell what is happening attacker finds an open port on the target and then he tries to bind his shell to that port right in reverse shell attacker opens his own port so that victim can connect to that port for successful connection right so that's the thing about reverse and bind shell now it's said like uh, there, there's a saying that rather than using even if there is a bind shell rather than using bind shell use reverse shell so what happens is first thing that uh, you said that we don't know how long for how long the service will run but if service is running on that particular port so it will run for a pretty much good time right because uh, not any service is executed for a shorter period of time but yeah it can be the reason but the main reason is nowadays we have firewalls 
right so the modern firewalls that we use they won't allow the session right they won't allow outsiders to connect to open ports and due to that reason bind shell will sometimes fail right but what we have is why we are using why we are suggesting mostly to use reverse shell because reverse shell can bypass the firewall issues it's not bypassing the firewall but it's bypassing the issues how because your target machine is trying to connect to the attacker now you are not uh, connecting to that machine the target machine is trying to connect to you so that firewall will not be checking because the firewall is working for that particular machine and if that particular machine wants to connect to someone the firewall doesn't bother checking packets right so that's why we say that we have to use this reverse shell right now we are talking about reverse shell bind shell what is shell basically here which shell we are talking about so what we have as guys shell we have a shell in linux as well so when we are talking about shell shell is nothing but it's an interface right so shell is what shell is an interface between user and the kernel right everyone knows what is kernel the heart of the operating system which uh, provides the processes and all the things to uh, where to run and it will uh, give you the output whatever you are looking for right so it shell provides the user with an interface which will provide access to the services of the kernel right so that is shell right now if we are talking about the reverse shell and bind shell let's say i'm trying to attack a machine but i don't have the ip address of that machine and that's a pretty good thing or not but I don't have the IP address I'm, I was unable to find out the IP address then which one will you use will you use bind shell or you will you use reverse shell over there bind shell always needs IP address right guys and reverse shell if you don't give it IP address that's really okay right so reverse does not needs ip because what we are doing is we are starting a listener on our machine it can be a netcat listener ncat or nc whatever you use right so it, we are just starting a listener using netcat nc hyphen nlvp and let's give it port number uh, 1234 or 4444 4, 4, 4, anything right so that is what is your bind shell and reverse shell clear guys so that was your passive exploit and from passive exploit we start we uh, talked into the connections that we have what kind of connections right now next thing How you will use uh, the Metasploit framework basically what are the things let's move on to the next thing what we have right like next module so next module is auxiliary right so let me take you to a directory uh, in this there might be somewhere Metasploit framework Okay, let's jump on Metasploit framework directly. Right, so we are inside the directory of Metasploit framework. If I do LS, you can see lots of 
things inside right so you have uh, lots of things msf update msf console so you can directly start msf console from here as well one more way dot slash and msf console you can write and it will be started right so dot slash in, in linux it is used for executing any code right so executing any program it's that so we have the msf console as well now the thing is let's uh, jump in inside modules and if i write cd modules that would be fine and if i see so there are lots of things we have auxiliaries encoders evasion so i am interested in auxiliaries so cd auxiliaries do ls can you see lots of things over here we have scanners we have fuzzers we have sniffers for spoofing we can also use it for sqli we can also use it we have crawlers over here right we have uh, we have if we want to analyze something we have analyzers inside that we have spoofers over here right so if i show you one directory so cd scanners and if i do ls so you can see lots and lots of scanners over here next pose right as i said next pose was what next pose is also created by rapid 7 so next pose is inside metasploit framework right if i do ssh do ls so there are lots of codes written and the uh, you can see that these extensions of these codes is rb rb means it is we have auxiliaries so auxiliaries as i said basically used for enumeration purposes when you have to find out more information about the target you have to go do the deeper search over there right so then we use these auxiliaries right great next thing that we have is post privilege escalation and when you will do priv the privilege escalation yes and when you will get the normal user access of the target machine you will get that when your exploit will be successful you will be inside the target machine now you will run the post modules right so if i do ls i can see the post so post exploitation modules are inside post right if i do ls so for aix so on the basis of operating systems it's there right android apple bsd uh, firefox hardware linux uh, multi and networking osx solaris windows so let's go inside windows the most unsecure operating system right if you want to capture something if you want to escalate your privileges yeah cd escalate and you are inside so golden ticket yeah so it's inside like uh, golden ticket is inside the active directories and all so you can get these things over here right so what you can do with post exploitation right so we will or we want to gain further access to the target we want uh, the pivoting right so using my machine the one that i have exploited using that as a pivot i move to the other machine right we can cover our tracks as we progress from system to system over there so that is the thing we can also sniff the packets in between for other victims there uh, we can edit their higher uh, registries we can gain further information we can set up a backdoor we can maintain more permanent access to the system right 
so that's what we can do with the post right great now after post we have something very useful which is known as payloads want to hear my definition about payload anything that supports your exploit if there is ip address and if i do the exploit right just think from this perspective i have the ip address i entered the target machine's ip address i did the exploit exploit didn't work so ip address was not helping payload is something it's just nothing in english right in normal english data is called payload right in here payload is also a data but it's a code a piece of code that is written right now we can do what we can send the payload to the target right and then we can connect to the target isn't it so that means payload is supporting the exploit if anything else is supporting your exploit we will also call it a payload right if you are saying so that only these payloads that i have shown you the uh, the metasploit payload so not that but anything that supports your exploit right that will be called a payload right but basically what we do we have a pre-written piece of code and that code will give us the shell so that we will connect to the target and then we will be able to find out more information about that right if i take you inside the directory of payload so you will see different things now are there any subcategories for payload cd payloads let's do ls we have singles we have stages we have stages so single payloads are your completely stand alone these are self-contained payloads right it can be like uh, basically you can say that if you have an exe file right yeah so you are just basically adding your target or adding uh, your target user system and then you are running that exe file in that and these payloads are standalone or self-contained so they can be caught right so those are known as singles let's uh, go to others let's say i'm go to stages what are stages again uh, on the basis of operating system bsd bsdi java linux multi netware osx php python windows so again i'm really interested in windows i always stay that so we have bind ipv6 tcp like that bind uh, tcp uuid what are these now when we are talking about the stages guys stages set up a network connection between the attacker and the victim and they are designed to be small and reliable so when we are sending any payload and you you might have seen if you have uh, uh, done some machines so you might have seen like bind tcp or reverse uh, tcp or reverse http so what are these stages right so these are small and reliable right and we can use like stages with the 
uh, the stages right we have st these staged and non-staged payloads so let me write it the basic difference we have is we have non-staged right and we have staged payloads right so in non-staged payload how will you identify if it is non-staged or staged either it will be written right when you are doing the attack either it will be written but if you uh, if i give you a name let's say i'm giving you a name uh let me write it with a different color so if i'm giving you a name let's say windows slash meterpreter slash reverse underscore tcp and the other name is windows slash meterpreter underscore reverse underscore tcp now in non-staged what happens let's say you are sending something you you are sending code so we are sending the whole code at a single time right you are sending a payload so i'm sending a payload at a single time it's very large in size and it won't work always because if you are sending something of a very large size see i will give you the uh, the things the problems that we get basically in both of the these payloads so if i'm sending something very large right there are lots of dll files in that so if, I, if i'm sending some data and it is of let's say 800 bytes or let's say kilobytes right so will your firewall detect it lots of bytes of data lots of bytes of data is going from my machine to the target machine so if there is firewall working will it get detected because a lot of data from a single source is being sent right so that's why what it will do it will basically detect it right but that's how we do in non-stage in stage we send the payload in stages right now consider that this is my payload i have broken my payload into four pieces now i'm sending it one by one one by one right so i'm sending that the this payload in different segments now do you think uh, it will bypass the firewall it may right it will or it may bypass the firewall now what can be the problem over here if i'm sending something in segments i don't know this is my first segment this is my second third fourth but i don't know when this these segments will again get combined right so it can be one here and it can be three here it can be two here it can be four here what if this payload gets combined like this it will not work right so that is also a problem that arrives in staged so there are problems in staged and non-staged both but yeah we work with them now is meterpreter a payload a type of payload so meta interpreter is a multi-faceted payload that works on the basis on dll injection right and it resides completely in the memory of remote host and it leaves no traces on the hard drive and it makes it very difficult to detect with uh, the forensics techniques that, that forensics people use right so it is also kind of payload 
so we have different payloads we have passive x we have none x right lots of kinds of payloads but these are again stages right encoders are what if i'm sending a payload let's say i'm sending a malware to your device or a kind of a, a payload i'm sending but that is what kind of payload non-stage a very big payload and it will get detected so if i want it not to get detected i will encode it so there are 45 encoders inside metasploit framework that will not let the uh, the inline defenses to detect it right so being red teamers we basically want to play stealthy we don't want to get caught so that's why we have encoders and if i ask you guys uh, we have 596 payloads and we have encoders but can we create our own payloads inside metasploit framework now msf venom is what guys msf venom is a payload generator right if i do msf venom hyphen hyphen help and find out so lots of options you can see hyphen p for payload which payload you want to create and basically we have these uh this is as the example that how we will use it right how we will use the payloads basically right how we will create the payloads so i sometimes create uh the payloads so uh, let me show you msf venom hyphen p and this was uh something like uh, i created a payload for uh my android right so for android exploitation the l host is your local host the local machine that we will be listening on the l port is the port that is open that will be open in my machine and hyphen o object with fake dot apk name right you so because uh, we have in android like uh, applications as dot apk extension so i'm using that only and uh let's uh, rename it payload.apk and if i press enter so my payload will be created in few seconds right guys so as you can see payload size 10188 bytes and if i do uh, ls over here so can you see payload.apk is created and if i show you what is written inside so payload.apk and it's something that cannot be read by a normal person but it's a payload right so android manifest.xml and lots of things are written inside but that's how you create a payload inside the metasploit framework so metasploit framework is good enough in doing those things as well and that's the thing right then we have 10 knobs now when we are talking about nops nop stands for no operations guys right now no operations means this you can call padding or uh, you can say in layman terms the garbage data that we need sometimes in some attacks like basically uh, we use in buffer overflow kind of attacks what we do we use these nops to fill the stack of the data those fill the place with the, some garbage data right so that is what is nops right guys so let's see what is inside nops and cd modules and do ls and cd nops do ls so you can see uh ttyx 64x86 what kind of uh thing we have and if i do 
TTY do LS so generic thing is written right so lots of things are there and we will just use these things to fill that place with the some garbage data right after that the last thing we have evasion so we have the IDS, IPS, firewalls, and antiviruses, all the systems that people use. Uh, we can do what using this, we can just bypass them. Right? So, this is evasion. So, we can use those evasion techniques to bypass the things you might have heard in evasion you might have heard one thing wheel evasion so wheel evasion is what uh, let's say you have an antivirus so you can bypass that antivirus or if you have a firewall enabled or these windows defenders that are there in nowadays in windows uh, we have that as well right so that is called what that is called uh, wheel evasion right so these are the things that we have right now let me show you something else yep now armitage is good it works same but the thing is in cli you can just write the command and see the full list of payloads now here what you have to do you have to go to the exploits then find out uh, the operating system which operating system is there right then inside that operating system which service is running and now inside that service you have to do the exploit right so that's why armitage becomes a bit difficult to use so that's why i prefer myself uh, from my opinion i prefer to use uh, this thing the cli version right now let me start a machine and let's exploit that machine right okay now first thing what i want to find is this is my target machine i want to find out the IP address of this machine. How will I do that? Before that, I should know my own IP address, right? So for getting my own IP address, I wrote the command F config, and then this is the thing, right? So 192.168.88.140. Great. Now I will just write up hyphen scan. Uh, I will just write my subnet with the subnet mask present and i got the ip of my target machine right okay so if you guys uh, have worked with the ip addresses so what we have is guys the first one that we can see is called the network id the last one that we can see is called the broadcast id right and in middle that that dot two that we can see this is called the gateway so apart from these three only one is left and that is 132 and this is the ip of my target machine that's i that's how i got to know that this is the ip of my target machine right okay great now i want to find out that how many ports are open in my target machine because after getting the ip next step is to find out the open ports and the services running in that we can use in map yep so let's uh try and map we will use hyphen a the ip of the target machine and let me show you one interesting thing with nmap that you can do i can use hyphen ox and I can uh, just put the output in the XML file in the XML format and when it will be running the file the output of the scan will be saved in the XML format right so you guys might have used this thing 
nmap-sssvc and press enter so this will also run the scan basically so what it will give me it will give me all the open ports that are there right let's see which one uh gets completed first which one will do the first thing yeah what do you think guys now the thing is uh while it's running let me tell you something that while we are doing this thing right when we are talking about in map and uh, this thing so do we really need to use in map for finding out the open ports or is there some other way for finding out the open ports so it will run some vulnerable scripts or the some scripts that will find out the vulnerability for the target machine right okay so i did what i just ran for uh, for your uh, information like uh, the other scan is running but till then i ran just the nmap hyphen p hyphen and it gave me what it gave me the information the port 21 ftp is open port 22 ssh is open telnet is open smtp is open domain and 53 is for dns basically http is open rpc bind uh a139 like smb kind of thing 445 uh, for uh, smb and 512 513 514 1099 lots of ports are open can you see how many ports are open now as we can see guys uh we have uh, this first port right so we have this first port 21 open right it's running the service ftp so let me write something right so let me write that and let me specify the port number right map hyphen a hyphen p21 and it gave me the output for that port number 21 that does open right what i can do is why i have written this thin thing abc.xml i wanted it in xml format so if i do ls you can see it's here in the xml format right what i can do with it access lt proc i can use and abc.xml will be in the output or let's say i want it in html format so abc.html will be fine if i do ls i can see abc.html is there now you can see this output if if it's uh, it's looking you that it's uh, something like old uh, old-fashioned or old way so you can use what you can use this uh, and you can write firefox abc dot html press enter and we have to just change the user basically and again so we have to use firefox abc dot html press enter and it will open a very nice scan report that is presented by in map in front of you yeah your target is this you can see what uh, command you have uh, executed the status of the port so port tcp is there port number 21 it is 
open it's running the service ftp what it's also giving you the reason that why it's giving you that ftp is open uh, because sin ack was there so it sent you the sin it sent the sin flag and it received the sin ack in a reply so that's why it's saying that it is port is open product vsftpd that means the version of ftp that is running is vsftpd's version 2.3.4 and it is also showing you the script that it ran so the first script that it executed was ftp nn and the next script that it executed is anonymous ftp login allowed right so second script is ftp syst which is giving you the status of your target ftp server so it's giving you one information that anonymous ftp login allowed ftp code 230 that means successful right so any code any http code that is in uh, 2xx format that means uh, successful so it's giving you the code as well 230 and the version very nice information vsftpd 2.3.4 so isn't it the good way for reviewing a report of nmap yeah because if you are not uh, basically into this thing and you don't want to read this whole report like report is same but yeah now what i can do is guys i have a lot of information so i got the information that vsftpd is running and next thing is the anonymous ftp login allowed so if there is ever anonymous ftp login allowed we just try to connect to that directly and when we connect to that directly so it is what it is your it's just the direct connection with the ftp it's asking for name i will write anonymous and the password it is asking again i will write anonymous and press enter and it's saying 230 login successful and ftp if i do ls it is not giving me any information because it is not a interactive shell right so it is not an interactive shell that's why it's not giving me that much of information but yeah we got connected to that machine that's okay and i have to exit it because you don't know uh the thing and if i try armitage uh, and if i start armitage as well and if we see what is uh, in here what armitage gives us possibility is there if i can uh, attack this machine using armitage right so let's try out but i really like to do that so i will show you the msf console basically but yeah right so we have armitage we have a new connection and we don't want so attacks you can find out attacks host import host and map scan so you can do intent scan right intent scan all tcp ports enter the range you can enter the scan range which things you want to uh, scan right so all these things are there right okay great let me uh, also start the msf framework like the cla the one that i like basically right and okay great msf console now this thing that we have is we got a really good amount of information and what that information was the version right so the version that we were running was vsftpd 2.3.4 so what you can do guys first thing 
we can just search for that version so in metasploit framework the best command is your search command right so we will search bsftpd and 2.3.4 and as you can see i have written it and it gave me an exploit so its name is starting exploit slash unix slash ftp slash vsftpd underscore 234 underscore backdoor that means there is a backdoor present over there right so what we can do is next thing interact with the module by name or index so you can either write this whole name or you can write the index right it's zero so you can write zero right so i'm writing the name right so i will write use exploit vsftpd backdoor and it's as you can see it's using it says no payload configured and defaulting to the cmd unix interact right so this is what this is the default payload that it is using now after that what you can do guys you can write show options and in show options what you can see there is something written our host what is our host what we have is these are the target host in the description it is also written that the target hosts are there great so we have uh, these target hosts and we will we have to write the name of the ip address of the target host so i will write set our host and i will write 192.168.88.132 right so i have written the ip address and as you can see the our host is written over here so it is i think set and if i do show options again i can see this thing it's set right after that i just have to do exploit right so it says uid 0 gid 0 so uid user id and gid group id so if your uid and gid are zero in linux that means you are the root user otherwise uh, you are a normal user right so what you can do is uh, you can write ls and you can see all the things over here like whatever whatever folders are there whatever directories are there whatever files are there right and this is uh, like i do like one thing that it's no prompt is there so i'm not able to uh, do anything uh, so uh, like it dif it's difficult right not difficult but it looks there is no spacing in between and there is no prompt so uh, we, it's like it looks different so for spawn uh, like for spawning a shell what we can do we can write uh, any command right so there is a python command that goes like uh, python hyphen c import right so i have that handy so i have written that and as you can see now i have this prompt in front of me right so this prompt gives me a relief and now i have all the things and in a very good manner i have i can see those things right so that's how you attack and you exploit a vulnerability using metasploit framework right a meterpreter session is not created over here because we were having a backdoor uh, over there right in the target machine there was a ftp backdoor present so using that backdoor we entered so that's why meterpreter session was not created right but in many places uh, like in many things we have like uh, if i check uh, in this machine if we have anything like that meter preter is also created right so whenever you need meter preter 
so your metaprater session will be also created right right so that's how uh, you exploit uh, the machine using the me uh, the metasploit framework so these were some of the basics of uh, metasploit framework and uh, uh, you can also learn like how to write a fuzzer how to do vulnerability scanning uh, using the metaprater framework and the sorry the metasploit framework right or if you want to uh, like go for the version of ssh you can also do that uh, basically by this thing right so if i write back uh, exit exit back so here you can just uh, do that as well i showed you some uh, scanner in this metasploit framework so if you search for ssh underscore version uh, so you can see you have an auxiliary with scanner right so you can just write use three and your auxiliary is set right so now you can do show options right and when you do show options you just have to set the ip so set you have to write set our host and the ip of your target machine right and if i write run so it will give you the information about your ssh and the version of ssh that is running in your target machine so this is also a scanner that is present inside your metasploit framework these are some of the tools and right so fundamental and we have custom scripting and meterpreter and we uh, like uh, lots of things right 